some Yesoidus foundational concepts in Chassidus that will Be'ezus Hashem lay the groundwork for being able to understand the depth of the enlightenment of understanding that the Alter Rebbe is giving to a person to live, to have enlightenment of the understanding, to live a meaningful life, to live a life that's worth living, to live a life that's full of life, full of vitality, full of energy. So we have come to an understanding that a person has to live life to his best of his ability like it's his last day in this world. And we brought multiple explanations that in order to live like this, you need to see, the reason you need to live like this is because when faced with death, the value the energy, the energy that you have in the moment while you're still alive is undefinable, is immeasurable. And that comes about when a person's faced with death, when a person's faced with tremendous suffering, tremendous death. If a, if a person sees death before him, he sees the value of his life. And we have said that a person, when the last day of his life, everything is going to be significant. Everything is going to have value. And we have explained yesterday an unbelievable concept, which is that in essence, the story of Yetzias Mitzrayim. The story of going out of Mitzrayim, which is a fascinating story, is not the story that happened in the past, but it's a story of your own life. And one of the biggest Yisoydis of the Alter Rebbe in Tanya and in all of his Maimarim is that one needs to ponder very deeply into the story of Yetzirah Mitzrayim and he will see the story of his own life. He will understand the reason why Torah Mitzvah is Azechel Yetzirah Mitzrayim because it's the story of one's own life. And we're explaining that the, the mitzvah of tzitzis, which is to look through, to look through the shell of life, is really the story of Kriyas Yamsev. And we said one to use the imagination where when he lifts up one tzitzah, which means one look through, one moment in time that he looks through, he looks beyond the ego, he looks beyond what, what there is, beyond the temptation, what's trying to stop him from living. He looks beyond the suffering, beyond the hopes, and he sees the moment that there is where his heart's pumping, 
and he sees that the purpose of this world is that Hashem wants to see what he's going to do at that moment. And he sees the vitality in that moment. Then when he's able to do that, he's fully alive. And that moment has meaning. It has a tremendous meaning. And when did the Yidin discover this during Kriyas Yamsuf? Because all the heavens opened up, all the galaxies opened up, everything opened up. And they saw the infinity of Hashem. What does it mean infinity? It means it's unlimited, it's, un- it's unimaginable. But Shemei Shemayim lo kalucha. None of those heavens could contain Hashem. None of those galaxies, none of the billions and trillions of stars could, get, could, could, could contain Hashem. None of it. Because Hashem had all of it. He had all of the time in the world. But he created you and me. And the Rambam therefore says you have to live your life half. The whole entire world depends on what you're going to do now. And when you understand that and when you live like that, even for one moment, that's a life worth living, a moment worth living. And there's a complete clarity that happens then. Because that's the only life there is. That's the only time there's real infinity. Because that's what Hashem decided. He decided to create you and me, and He decided to make us alive at this moment. And at Kriyas Yamsuf, they discovered this. They split the sea of everything. They saw the meaning of everything. They went deep into the core of humanity. They saw everything. Everything became clear for one moment. For a moment in time, they saw everything. And they saw how vital every moment is. And they saw how important every... They saw what a pleasure it gives to, to Hashem, this world. They saw the nachas ruach of the Ebesher Vatzitza, of looking through in one moment, of not succumbing to ego. When you walk out of a store and you ignore the poor person, that's your ego, that's yourself, that's your absorbed, that's your loss, that's your sleep, your unconscious. And in other worlds, there's no such thing. In heaven, there's no such thing. There's no unconsciousness. Only over here could you die. Only over here could you suffer like that, to be unconscious. But if you have one moment in time, like the Rambam says, right? Lafika, what we learned the other day, two days ago. If half of the world is chayev and half of the world, if every single thing depends on this moment, you know how alive you'll be, how you'll see that poor person. That's why he says, A person has to be marben tzedakim aizim toivim. Because if you wake up, you understand there's two modes of consciousness going on over here. The first one is to wake up, to regret the past, to see how you squander, how we're unconscious in life, to see how life is unconsciousness. Most of life is suffering. Suffering, we're not happy because we're unconscious. We're not alive. To, we're not alive. We're not, a, we're not aware of the now, of this moment, of how important it is. And there's many reasons for this, but that's called Mitzrayim. Hashem created the world this way. But it's only to be able to live one moment. So the Rambam says over there, once you wake up, what should you do? How, how could I, I relate to this idea of being alive now? The simple measure, there's many ways to see this, but the simple contrast is, when I walk out of a supermarket, an example, and I don't see anyone around me, I just see my own food, my own money, my own what I'm buying, my own things that I own. That's I'm self-absorbed. I'm asleep. But if today is the last day of my life, everything I do matters. I'm not trying to get home. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do something. I'm going to do it anyways. But every single thing around me is so alive. And at that moment, I'm sensitive. I transcended the ego. And, I'm, and another person and me are one. 
And at the moment of Kriyas Yamsuf, everything became clear. All seas were split. When you look at another poor person, and you just look at him for who he is, and you judge him, and you compare yourself to him in one second, that means you're unconscious. But what does it mean to, see, to split his seed, to feel his suffering, to feel his pain, to become one with him, to look into his eyes, and not to see a difference, to eliminate comparison. But the life doesn't allow us to live like this. Life the way it is, is Mitzrayim. Life the way it is, is ego, is hierarchy. It's attainment, it's illusion of ownership, it's wanting. The whole entire life, the structure of life stops us from living like this. We have to wake up because life is unconscious. Life is asleep, that's what the Rambam is telling us. If we don't see how important it is this moment, then when are we going to ever see how important this moment is? So to split a sea, understand what this means, to split the sea. It's just so important. We read about Kriyas Yamsuf every day before we get to Shemana Ezrei. Because davening is, is a process. It's a process. The whole entire davening is a journey. And we say, Baruch Hashem, Oyev Yisrael, Hashem loves you. And that is the recognition of that's the beginning, the recognition of Kriyas Yamsuf. First, you hold the tzitzah. That's the first level. That first level is this one moment in time. You're holding the tzitzah. One moment, look through. Split the person's seed. Because that's what happened when they split the seed. So you say tzitzis. Tzitzis. Look through. Right now, there's ego. Right now, there's world. There's unconsciousness. And that's why I went into Davin. I went to try to get away from it all. I went to wake up. And I have to look through. Why do I have to look through? Because that's the discovery. That's how the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim. You see the process? The process is that you're holding a tzitzis, which means look through, which is a psiltechelis. It's one little tiny moment of quality, of purpose. And it's demanding that you look through. Look through, split the other person's seat. But this tzitzis is compared to the water. And the water is compared to the heavens. And the heavens is compared to the throne of God. When the Yidin went through the Yamsuf, they experienced that in one second. They were themselves the physical people with their own clothing, but in one second, all of the seas of consciousness, all of the heavens, all of the galaxies, everything split open and they saw that, wow, God created so much of this, but He just wants me at this moment. And everything became crystal clear to everyone. And when we say Shema, we say first Tzitzis. And right after we start Emes Vyatsev, you always talk about Kriyas Yamsuf. Why? Because there's Tzitzis, there's look through the piece of string, and then there's, that string looks like the water. Because Hashem split the water for the Yidin. And then right afterwards, we talk about the heavens. And we talk about the kingdom, the throne of God. And the Balatanya says... That when you come to Shemona Esra, you are standing before the kingdom of God. Everything was all leading up to that. To be in front of the kingdom of God. To be in front of the throne of Hashem. And to see how important it is. That's why there's quietness. It's completely quiet. If you look in the, if you look in the Chumash, you'll see carefully. After you say Hashem loves you, after you go through all the galaxies, all the Psuki de Zimra, all of the meditations, you come to a space where you're going to discover four levels. My tits and my look through my this life, which is full of suffering, full of covers ups. And then that, how am I going to penetrate that? 
I'm going to see the yam. The Yidin saw the yam. The yam split. They started to see the truth of all this world. That the truth of all this world is the energy of Hashem. Hashem is creating this world from something, from nothing to something every moment. And then they saw the heavens, that the water really is only a reflection of the heaven. And then the heavens opened up and they saw that everything is the throne of God. That every single thing is Hashem. And Hashem doesn't need anything. But He wanted just this world. He wanted a world where we're going to choose Him. And those are the four levels that we go through when we start with Shema. And after Shema is over, we talk about the water, the Kriyas Yamsuf. And then we talk about the heavens, and then we're in front of the throne of Hashem. That's Shemona Esrei. But the question that must be on everyone's mind, and the question that's on all of our mind, a minute after Kriyas Yamsuf, we sang to God, it was all over. It was all over. The vision is all over. Now what? Right? After the shear is over, it's so wonderful to live your life as if it's your last day. But a person, how does he, how does he live like this? After Kriyas Yamsuf's all over, they're back to the darkness of this world. And that's the point of tzitzis. Look through. Once you get the truth, now you have to make it real yourself. It has to become your life. This is a fascinating meditation. There's some people that go through life and they have a near-death experience. And what that means is that as they're about to die, there's different levels of it, but as they're about to die, they discover what means life. And there's different levels of it. We talked about one level, which is to see what you're about to lose. Which if you could be saved from that, if you don't die, like we told the story about that Rabbi Leif, if you don't die, then you'll live entirely differently after that experience. But there's a deeper form of a near-death experience where your whole life flashes before your eyes. Tens of thousands of people have testified that this happened to them. Their whole entire life passed from the, between the, in front of their eyes. And they saw the petty life that they lived. They saw the waste of time that the Rambam's talking about, the Nilchus Shuvah. They saw it with their own eyes. And when those near-death experience is over, they live their life completely free. They're completely different people. They're not attached to anything. They have bliss every day of their life. YouTube is filled with videos of people like this that talk about the near-death experience and they're a different life. The Alter Rebbe and Seif Maimorim Ketzarim says, a person should not yearn for such an experience. Even though he will be potter from avoider. He says those words. Even though you will be free from work. Because you understand? If you have Kriyas Yamsuf, if you have an experience like Kriyas Yamsuf in your life, we might be asking, why do we have this experience? If we have Kriyas Yamsuf in my life, if I have such a near-death experience, my car flips over, or I really about to touch death and I see my whole life and how petty it is. The Alter Rebbe says, then you have achieved the highest level. It's like Kiddush Hashem. It's like a person in the, in, in, a person in the Holocaust or a person in, in the Spanish Inquisition. They gave up their whole life for Hashem. 
whether your life passes through you in one second, or whether you actually give up your life for Hashem, that moment of vitality is unimaginable, that moment. The moment of the near-death experience is so unimaginable, and it changes your life for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, you have no more work to do. You're just gliding through this world. The Alter Rebbe says, even though that's a great level, and you look at Sadiqim, they live like that, without a near-death experience. A person should not crave that. Because Hashem could have done that for everybody. But He wanted you to get to this on yourself. He wanted you to discover this yourself. And that's why after the moment of this near-death experience, it's not a near-death, but it's an alive experience, right? We said where they went out of Mitzrayim and they discovered who they were not. They were not their egos. They were not to this because the ego crushed. But they had no idea who they were. They had no idea who they were. And during Kriyas Yamsar, they saw who they were. Their seas were split. They saw the infinity of their soul. They saw the infinity of this world. They saw the meaning of this life. They saw the purpose. They saw the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven was revealed to them. Everybody was transported to heaven. Everybody saw what every moment in life, how meaningful it is. And if a person experiences this on some level, today's day and age, if he has this type of experience, this near-death experience, where he's so close to death that he's fully alive, that his neshama comes into his body and he's never changed, then he will live like a tzaddik. He will live al Kiddush Hashem. He will live an enlightened life entirely. But the Alter Rebbe says a person should not crave that. He should not crave Kiddush Hashem. And he should not crave to be potter from Avoidah. But he should do the work on his own because that's the way, the reason Hashem created him. Now, what does that mean? That means that after Kriyas Yamsuf, on some level, Hashem took it away from the Yidin. He took it away from the Yidin because the story of the Torah is the story of our life. What does it mean? He took it away from them. Then starts Svir Soimer. Then we start to be Metak and Mida after Mida after Mida. What does it mean we have to be Metak and Mida after Mida after Mida? The real reality was that if the Yidin. If Hashem wouldn't have took away this revelation from them, then they would have never sinned again. They would have never been human beings again. They would live like these tzaddikim that we talk about. They would live like these people with the near-death experience. But He wanted to give them something deeper. And on the 50th day, He gave them Matan Torah. What did He give them? Matan Torah was so much more profound than Kriya Samsu. Because in Kriya Samsu, they went to heaven. They saw heaven. They saw the core of who they were. But how to bring heaven down to earth, how to bring the God into my life, how to bring the light of God into my life, how to make every moment of my life meaningful, present. But how can I do it? Because that's the job. How can I bring meaning into this world? That's Torah Mitzvahs. The moment of time, this moment should have significance. You could only get to that if you have Torah Mitzvahs. If you have these details, these details, Torah and Mitzvahs. And what did Hashem show everyone in Matan Torah? Matan Torah, Hashem came down into this world. Heaven kissed the earth. Not that they went up to heaven. Not that they saw the heavens. Not that they saw the infinity of their soul. Not that they saw the infinity of, of God. Not that they saw. Not only did they see what is the, the vitality of this world. But all of that came into this world. And Matan Torah, the whole entire world screamed, Enoid Malvada. And the Torah was given. The Torah is the method by which to bring Hashem, to bring your soul into your body. 
to sanctify and make holy and to bring quality and consciousness and vitality and energy into every single thing you do. To bring meaning into this moment. There's two ways you can do that. You could live with Kriyasi Amsaf and Matan your whole entire life. You could have a vision. You could have a near-death experience that will change your life. It will bring your soul so deeply into your body. And you will have a changed life entirely. But that's a gift that was given to you and that demands no work. And there's no satisfaction in that. And you're not working for God. And there's a reason for some people like that to be in this world. But the Alter Rebbe says, that's not Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. That's not Torah Mitzvah. That's not Kiheim Chayenu V'Oyrech Yemenu. The, this is our life, and the length of our days is Torah Mitzvah, which we must work on. Where we have to have an ego. I have to have the illusion of ownership. I have to have the illusion of wanting. I have to have the illusion of temptation. I have to have the illusion that I'm, I have a self-image. I have to have an ego. I have to have a body. I have to have my wants. And I need to transcend that. I need to split my own sea and split your sea. I need to get married... Not because we're two human beings that we were split our seas, we had near-death experiences, now we're going to live in unison. That's wonderful. But if I could transcend my selfishness, if I could transcend my lust, if I could become one with you despite the fact that we're different, if I could put your needs before my own and love doing that, that's a life worth living. If I could split my sea and have no reactivity, because, not because of a revelation, but because I look at life that it's my last day, because I'm fully alive, because I'm connected with the Torah, because I have Avas Yisrael, because I realize that the whole entire Torah is the love of another person, to see the infinity, to split another person's see. If I live life like that, but I live like that, because of my meditation, because of my med- meaning, because of my work, because every single day, the world is trying to stop me from living like that. The world is trying to stop me from, like the Rambam says in Ilkha Shuvah, is trying to make me be unconscious trying to make me completely unaware of what's going on around me. But I myself with Torah and Mitzvahs, I myself with davening and learning and with disimagination. Like the Rambam says in Ilkha Shuvah, I will imagine to myself how important this moment is. I will set myself free. I will live a meaningful life. The satisfaction that there is for Hashem for that. The satisfaction of self-discovery, of self-living. The person to do it by himself, to go out of Mitzrayim, to become, to, to unite with Hashem through work, the tr- that satisfaction is unimaginable. And that was revealed to Yidin by Kriyas Yamsuf, and even more during Matan Torah. That this, a life of Torah and Mitzvahs, is a life of conscious living. Everything else without Torah and Mitzvahs will try to suck you out from living. It will try to stop you from living in the now. It will try to stop you from having bliss in this world. Everything in this world is designed to make you suffer. And to make you suffer, the root of all suffering is to be asleep. The root of all suffering is that I'm unconscious to life. That I went through my whole life and I said, where did my life go? So during Matan Torah, which was the deepest revelation that the Yidden had, they saw every physical thing in this world 
as an opportunity for Hashem to dwell in it. They saw the kingdom in heaven come down. And they saw that the desire of Hashem was this world. A world that's empty of it, that's full of coverings, that's full of clothing. And Hashem decided that He wants to live in this world. He wants you to bring Him into this world. Where is He? He's wherever you let Him in. And they saw the core of their souls. And their soul was a chilek It's a part of that God. And the goal is to bring that part of your soul into every part of your life. Until every single part of your life will have meaning. And when Mashiach will come, we will live like this. But we won't be able to choose it anymore. We won't be able to choose our consciousness. We won't be able to choose living infinitely. On some level, we will live like people who had near-death experiences. It's a wonderful way of living. But to choose to live like that, you can only do now. You make your stand now. You could only have, give unconditional love. You could only change a person's life. You could only be a hero and save someone's life if you're highly in tune with what's going on around you. If you're highly awake, if you're highly sensitive, if you're fully alive, and you're fully alive when you're faced with death, and that demands tremendous meditation if you're going to do it on your own. And that only could happen now. It will not happen in a time when the whole thing becomes clear. When when the world will turn into Kriyas Yamsov. The world will be filled with the knowledge of God like the sea covers the seabed. That's going to be the revelation when Mashiach comes. And then it's going to be all over. We're all going to be enlightened beings. But there will be no job on our own. There will be no way to get rid of your ego. It will be done. Your ego will be gone. And you will live a life full of light. The stand that you make now, the nachasruach that you give the Ebesher, the pleasure, the bliss that a person can have, by doing this on his own, by working through, by, by, by penetrating, that is beyond something imagined. It's beyond, it's unimaginable, the nachasruach that it gives to the Ebesher, the nachasruach that it gives to your soul. And the infinity that you could touch by realizing the preciousness of this moment, and the Alter Rebbe says that the tremendous meditation that a person needs to have is, like the Rambam says, what is, where does this boil down? How does a person make the measurement? Am I living a free life? Am I living a life of meaning, of life? Is how is his interaction? The whole entire Torah is obviously strong. How is his interaction with his spouse? How is his interaction with his friends? How is his interaction with his children? How is his interaction with everybody? Is he splitting everyone's seat? Is he understanding everyone like he understands himself? Is he non-reactive? Is he, is, does he realize how important the other person's life is? Then he has transcended ego. Then he has lived with Torah mitzvahs, that's called, that, which is obviously strong. Then he has, he has lived with infinity. He has split his own sea. He has lived a meaningful life. He's turned from petty to unlimited. He's woken up from his life, from his sleep, from his slumber. That's what the Rambam says. And you can only wake up from your slumber if you see the immeasurable meaning of this moment right now. How you have no idea how important it is what you're going to tell your child right now, the confidence you're going to give him. You have no idea. But if you see that everything boils down to this moment, if you could tap into that even for one moment, we won't always live our life like this unless we're enlightened completely. 
But that's the point of Laskil Chabina, to enlighten ourselves, to try our best, to live with this every single moment, and every single moment to set ourselves free. Because that's the purpose of our life, because that's a life worth living. That's a life of infinity, and a life that the Abisha wants the job that you should do on your own. And that is the meaning of a person's life. Thank you.